0: Welcome to the only podcast for piano teachers just starting out, Piano Teacher Primer. My name is Angela Toon. Keep listening for the prime pro tips you can use with your own students right away. Welcome back. Correcting notes positively is what we're talking about today. So if a student comes and plays a wrong note in their lesson, I don't tell them it's wrong. So here's what I do instead. I'm very passionate about this. Actually, you might be able to tell. And teaching note reading is so important to their future in piano or any music that they choose. And I'm also really passionate about teaching in a positive way. And so a lot of this is just reframing the exact same thing. But instead of saying it's wrong, there's going to be some positive alternatives. So here's a typical lesson, and a student comes back to their piano lesson. They've been practicing all week, right? We hope. And they might come back to their lesson and play a wrong note, a note that is different than what's in the music. Some students will play a lot of wrong notes, and they don't really seem to mind that much. So I came up with a few scenarios on how I handle these different wrong note situations and how I handle them positively. And then there's another play on words with positively, how to fix these notes for the long term. So scenario one, they realize the note is not right and they fix it themselves immediately. So they might be playing along and they'll be like, oh, F natural, oh, it's F sharp. And then they they immediately fix it, but then they keep going. So I will usually stop them and say, good noticing or something like that on that F sharp and then I I will have them play that measure or two measures again getting into the right note and then I will explain the importance of practicing the notes before the wrong note and practicing it correctly. Does that make sense? So not just so it's like coding. I like to tell the kids, some of them have done a little bit of coding games or coding with computer stuff. So it's kind of like typing in the computer and you type in a certain order. And so if you always play F natural, F sharp, move on, your body will think that that's what you meant to do. Your body will think that that's right. Your fingers will program in that pattern and think that that's what you want it to do. So you have to program in the order of E F sharp G for example, not just the the natural in between there. Does that make sense? So so getting into the right note is something that applies to all of these scenarios and I explain it over and over and over to have them practice getting into the right note. Okay. Scenario two, they can hear something is wrong, but they can't tell which note it is. Like if they're playing a hymn and it's four-part harmony and something sounds off, but they can't figure out which note it is. So I will just hint. I will hint. I will just say left hand or I'll say right hand thumb or I might get more specific top note or five finger. And I keep getting more specific until they find it. It's kind of like a warmer, colder game. And it, this is so helpful for them to use their strategic figuring out mind and try to find the note that is incorrect. If we're short on time, I might just point it out, right? But uh, I try to just give them hints to get them to the note that needs to be fixed. They Scenario three, they might know where the right note is and they just accidentally hit a different one. And so I'll usually, if I sense that it might've just been a little accident, I'll have them play that part again and not even say why. And I'll just check if they miss it again. So if they missed it two times in a row or three times in a row, then I would point it out or start hinting again. Um, But if they play it correctly, then if I do point it out, I might say, did you notice this was this the first time, but then you fixed it the second time and that was really good or something. Okay, scenario four. They don't realize the note is wrong and they are just plowing ahead and they think that the, their ear is saying that it sounds fine. It might be a note that's in the chord. They might have mismemorized a note or both. <laughs> so they think it's right, but it's not. So I think this is the hardest to fix because they've likely practiced in the wrong note, and really good practicers can sometimes practice in and p- program in that order of notes that is actually an incorrect one. So so first I might just point to the missed note and see if they can figure it out. Or, so I, I try to avoid saying that's a wrong note, wrong, no. And I try to say things like, check this note right here. Or I might, oh, I do this all the time, compare to other notes around it. So pretend they have a middle C that's wrong. And I'll say, I heard middle C. Oh yeah, landmark notes uh, is another one that I compare to all the time. And so, yeah, so let's say, let's give the middle C example. So this note right here, I heard middle C. Does that look like middle C right there? And I've explained middle C has the little line in the middle. And so they can use their matching skills to to see if that was right. Or I'll compare to other notes. Hey, here, let's compare these two notes. I'll just point to two notes and I'll say, are these same or different? I'll say, is this one higher? Is this one lower? Same. And it's so helpful for them to see horizontally on the music what's the same and what's different rather than just a random A or a random... D somewhere it's like oh it's the same note you just played here and I'll say and I like pointing out oh you played this one perfectly right here is it the same or different and so that helps them just think through uh, deduce themselves where the right notes should be so why do I go to all this work I just kind of answer my own question there a little bit why do it seems like so much work right it takes so long why don't I just write in all the letter names of all the notes? A B C D. They would play more correct notes because they're all written in there. Why don't I write in all the fingerings of all the things? Why don't I write all the F sharps and all the B flats and all their pieces? Because they need to learn how to read their own music. They need to figure it out for themselves as much as possible. And what is this empowering them to do at home in their own practice to maybe if something sounds off, they can start asking themselves the questions that I ask them in the lesson. They can ask themselves, let's see, I know I played this note right, is it same or different? Or, oh, I know middle C, oh, that's not middle C right there. So I'm hoping that it empowers them to figure things out for themselves, And it takes longer, but it lasts longer. It'll stick in their brain. So that makes it so much more worth it. It helps their sight reading. We are getting them to be good sight readers on their own. And so by giving them hints, it encourages them to study the score and to think of which note it could be. Um, I've had students come to me from other teachers And one was playing long sonatinas, pages long sonatinas, and every single sharp was written in. And this student had a really hard time playing anything anything that was sharp without it being written there. So it was just a crutch. It becomes a crutch for them. And so pointing it out in a positive way, uh, having them figure out where it goes, It takes that crutch out early on while they're still young and still beginning, and it takes more time. But if they can diagnose their own notes later, they will just be so much more awesome at piano. Now, does this mean I never write in correct notes or accidentals? I absolutely do. Yes. I often mark the first accidental that occurs in a key signature in each hand, or one that I just... I've seen kids miss a lot, and so I go ahead and write it in there. And of course, we don't want them practicing wrong notes. So if it's scenario four, where they really did not realize it was wrong, then I would point it out and write something in. Yes, I do write in sharps. I do write in notes. And it's like it's like the law of diminishing returns, kind of. I only write it in when when it's really being practiced wrong when I think they probably will practice it wrong. Uh, and I use colors to bring that out. So I will often use a bright color. Or some, you know how little kids picking the colors, like the best thing. And certain students, I know what colors they like. And so I'll sometimes let them pick a color and, and circle it and then, or have them write it in. There's actually some research on this, that writing by hand shows better retention. There was like a study with University of California and Princeton, and there was another study that I heard about, but I could not find it, where where like writing something down for yourself is really helpful for remembering, not because you're gonna go read the note that you wrote, but because of the act of writing it down. So I searched and searched and couldn't find that, but but there were studies on like taking notes by hand rather than typing on a laptop and it was more effective for retention and recall. And another study measured brain activity on an MRI, and handwriting uses more areas of the brain, and so it shows a stronger neural encoding. I'm not smart like these people that do these studies, but I have taught a lot of piano students, and what this means is students remember when they write it in themselves. And I need to remind myself of this, because again, it's faster if I write it
1: But if they write it,
0: they might retain it better. So our job as piano teachers is to teach ourselves out of a job. Have you ever heard that? We are teaching them to diagnose and fix their own notes. We are teaching them to figure out what to play and how to play it from the score And we can point these things out, but eventually they will probably stop piano lessons at some point. And our goal is for them to be able to pick up a piece of music that they wanna play and they can play it without being shown, without being being handheld, that they can go ahead and learn the notes on their own. They have the tools And they have the tools not only to figure out what the notes are, but to efficiently practice them to get these notes in their fingers so that they can learn what they want to learn without it taking forever. So, oh man, I could just talk and talk about this. I am so passionate about note reading and sight reading and helping our students be good sight readers right from the beginning. So if you have any... What have I missed here on note reading and sight reading? I mean, there I can think of a lot of other things too, like flashcards, note rush, and drilling different notes, all awesome, but just correcting notes in the lesson is what we were talking about today, so if you'll hop on my Instagram and join me and tell me some tricks that you have for correcting students' wrong notes, and we can... learn from each other over there too in addition to this podcast so keep empowering those kids and teach yourself out of a job thanks for being here today bye This gives you the motivation you need to teach your own students and teach them well. I have more resources for beginning piano teachers, including an online course that I made with my own students in mind. It's also called the Piano Teacher Primer. Just head to my website, angelaTune.com. That's T-O-O-N-E. Together, we'll change the world one student at a time.